Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you today, including special guest Bob Levy. He's the chairman emeritus of the Cato Institute. We'll continue our discussion with gun control, about gun control and the Second Amendment. Also, Marina Berkovich, she's an author. Her book is uh, My Life Through My Dresses. She grew up in Soviet Russia. And uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about solidarity uh, with Israel. It is October the 25th, and on this day in 1929, during the Teapot Dome scandal, Albert B. Fall, who served as Secretary of the Interior in President Warren G. Harding's cabinet, was found guilty of accepting a bribe while in office. Fall was the first individual to be convicted of a crime committed while a presidential cabinet member. As a member of President Harding's corruption-ridden cabinet in the early 20s, Fall accepted a $100,000 interest-free loan from Edward Doherty, Doherty of Pan American Petroleum and Transport Company, who wanted Fall to grant him uh, his firm a valuable oil lease in the Elk Hills Naval Oil Reserve in California. The site, along with the Teapot Dome Naval Oil Reserve in Wyoming, had been previously transferred to the Department of Interior on the urging of Fall, <clears throat> who evidently realized the personal gains he could achieve by leasing the land to private corporations. In October 1923, the Senate Public Lands Committee launched an investigation that revealed not only the $100,000 bribe that Fall received from Doney, but also that Harry Sinclair, president of Mammoth Oil, had given him some $300,000 in government bonds and cash in exchange for use of the Teapot Dome Oil Reserve in Wyoming. In 1927, the oil fields were restored to the U.S. government by the Supreme Court decision. Two years later, Fall was convicted of bribery and sentenced to one year in prison and a fine of $100,000. Doney escaped conviction, but Sinclair was imprisoned for contempt of Congress and jury tampering. It's kind of seeing the same thing going on today, except for in this case, today we're seeing uh, selling international influence as opposed to uh, things that are happening domestically here. And quite frankly, I think the crimes are a lot more serious uh, today. Well, the Arizona Diamondbacks advanced to the World Series after beating the Philadelphia Phillies in a new, uh, National League Championship Series. They're going to face the Texas Rangers in Game 1 Friday. Honestly, I wouldn't have picked either of these teams to be in the World Series, but it's not necessarily the best team. It's the team that wins the series that ends up uh, in, playing in the World Series. The October Classic. Well, U.S. Uh, stocks closed higher yesterday on strong corporate earnings. That's good news. Uh, former President Donald Trump on Tuesday warned Republicans against picking Minnesota GOP Representative Tom Emmer to become the next Speaker of the House. The Republican conference picked Emmer as its Speaker designee early on Tuesday, slowly eliminating the myriad of other contenders in a rapid succession of votes. Trump's admonition bolstered the opposition to his leadership. I have many, here's a quote from Trump, I have many wonderful friends wanting to be Speaker of the House, and some are truly great warriors. Rhino Tom Emmer, 
who I do not know well is not one of them, Trump posted on True Social. He never respected the power of the Trump endorsement or the breadth and scope of MAGA, Make America Great Again. He fought me all the way and actually spent more time defending Elan Omar than he did me. He's totally out of touch with Republican voters, he said. I believe, the quote continues, I believe he's now learned his lesson because he's saying that he's pro-Trump all the way, but who can ever be sure he only changed because that of that's what it takes to win, he continued. The Republican Party cannot take a chance because that's not where the American first voters are. Voting for a globalist rhino like Tom Emmer would be a tragic mistake, said uh, uh, Trump in his tweet, or in uh, actually True Social. Trump on Monday uh, lar- night char- largely offered supportive words for the myriad of candidates seeking the post, though he's had insisted he'd planned to generally stay out of the leadership contest. So Ember got the vote, and then four hours later, he decided to quit the uh, contest because, of, I think, because of Trump's uh, comments. House Republican leaders yesterday uh, selected House GOP Vice Chairman uh, Mike Johnson, a Louisiana uh, Republican, as the latest Speaker nominee, the fourth since uh, McCarthy was ousted as Speaker three weeks ago. The full House is set to vote on the Speaker this afternoon. Johnson will need 217 votes, and let's see if he can get it. I suspect this time, maybe just out of weariness, uh, the Republicans will kind of uh, uh, circle the wagons and vote for uh, Johnson. We'll see. Johnson secured the Speaker nomination after winning 128 votes in closed-door balloting. Johnson's late-night nomination came after Majority Whip Tom Ember beat him in a previous internal caucus earlier in the day. Emmer withdrew, of course, from the race after uh, President Trump uh, made his comments. So good luck uh, to Johnson. We'll see how he does. Yesterday, the World Health Organization and the UN joined together calling for an immediate ceasefire. Since Hamas killed more than 1,400 people on uh, October the 7th, Israel has responded with an unprecedented number of airstrikes, while Hamas and militant groups in Gaza have continued to launch rockets, thousands each, according to the IDF. More than 5,700 Palestinians have now been killed, according to the Palestinian health officials. Now, Israel's siege on Gaza's access to food, fuel, and water has pushed the Strip to the brink. Twelve out of 35 hospitals have been forced to shut down, according to the WHO. Other hospitals are at risk. The UN says fuel is expected to run out tonight. Israel has so far rejected calls for a ceasefire, prioritizing its military goal of ending Hamas. The approach comes in a contrast to the 2021 when Israel and Hamas agreed to a mutual ceasefire after 11 days of fighting. Now, Israeli officials reportedly say that any pause could give Hamas time to regroup, one reason they're preventing fuel from entering the Strip. Israel is now apparently resisting Hamas's call for a, a pause in exchange for an estimated 2,000, or excuse me, 220 hostages. Instead, it's reportedly delayed a ground invasion to see if mediators like Qatar and Egypt can secure their release. The Biden administration is backing Israel up, demanding the release of the hostages as a precondition for any ceasefire. But yesterday, it echoed a call for a humanitarian pause. A pause could come in hours, days, or months. One thing is clear, the death toll in the latest Israel-Hamas war has surpassed all of its previous wars since 2008. Any playbook that had on hostage negotiations or ceasefires may be thrown out the window as each sees this latest bout of fighting as an existential threat and a matter of survival. 
And just to reiterate, the U.N. will halt aid to Gaza today if it doesn't get more fuel. Hospitals are overwhelmed and ceasing to function, the World Health Organization said. As the besieged territory runs out of fuel for generators, doctors say they've been forced to operate by the light of mobile phones and without anesthesia due to supply shortage and overcrowding, which is exacerbated by thousands of uninjured people who use the hospitals as shelter. Israel has now permitted most forms of aid into Gaza, but said it won't allow fuel because it believes Hamas will steal it to its power, uh, its rockets and tunnels. Uh, U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres added that the agency has seen clear violations of international humanitarian law in Gaza without mentioning Israel or Hamas by name. <clears throat> Tough situation. But I, I agree, uh, Israel must pursue those who committed those atrocities in Israel. Federal officials are now warning that Hamas, Palestinian Jihad, Islamic Jihad, and Hezbollah could be crossing through the southern border, and I'm talking about it, the United States, according to an eternal October 20th memo. The San Diego Field Office and Intelligence Division of Customs and Border Patrol sent the memo warning that due to the war between Israel and Hamas, there could be encounters of terror-tied individuals who are seeking to travel to or from the Middle East via transit uh, across the southern border. Hamas, uh, Hezbollah, and others are all of which are U.S.-designated terrorist organizations, have been committing attacks on Israel in a war that began with the surprise attack on of hundreds on civilians on October the 7th. San Diego Field Office, this is a quote, uh, intelligence unit insists that individuals inspired by or reacting to the current Israel-Hamas conflict may attempt to travel to or from the area of hostilities in the Middle East uh, via circuitous uh, transit across the southwest border, the memo reads. Foreign fighters motivated by ideology or mercenary soldiers or fortune may attempt to obfuscate travel to or from the United States and from countries in the Middle East or through Mexico. Uh, I think uh, while they're citing this in a memo, my guess is hundreds have crossed through that would want to do the United States harm. There's been absolutely no protection, and the Border Patrol has served more like welcome wagon than they have in terms of enforcing uh, law, immigration law here in the United States. Well, Attorney General from 41 states, Attorneys General, I should say, from 41 states in the District of Columbia filed lawsuits yesterday against Meta, owner of Facebook and Instagram, built addictive, uh, built addictive products through uh, geared towards children despite their uh, negative impact on mental health. The filing specifically calls out the platform's recommendation algorithms, uh, use of social comparison, collection of young users' data without consent, and more. Surveys revealed, that revealed an increasingly dire outlook for teenage mental health in the United States. 42% of the high schoolers say they experience persistent hopelessness, while uh, almost one in five say they uh, made a suicide plan at some point. That's just horrible. The problem is particularly acute among girls. 30% reportedly have seriously considered suicide. At the same time, more than half of the teens say they spend roughly five hours per day on, on average across all social media platforms. Of course, some researchers have argued that studies show correlation but not causation between the trend and social media use. <clears throat> I'm glad to see that our uh, attorneys general across the United States are wanting to do something about this. Uh, it's uh, really criminal that these young people are spending so much time on their devices 
and it's having such a negative impact on their health. Well, two prominent American doctors spoke out to warn public, uh, the public after a recent study found that, and get this, young people have permanent heart damage after receiving COVID mRNA shots. The disturbing study was published in the renowned peer-reviewed scientific journal Circulation. Researchers found that 50% of young men who developed COVID vaccine-induced myocarditis were left with permanent heart damage. Dr. Drew Pinsky addressed this study last week on the Megan Kelly Show. It's a large study, and it shows that about approximately half of the young males that got myocarditis have permanent heart damage, Pinsky said. And that's not all. There's also now emerging proof that uh, the... the uh, Science that created these uh, vaccines is corrupted, and that actually it's uh, they're starting to create cancer, especially within women. So again, there were no trials to test these uh, products. Somehow, some way, they got abused, uh, abused, or I should say, approved by the CDC and the FDA. Uh, what's happened is criminal. Hopefully, they'll be uh, brought to justice. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll visit johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, Bob Levy, Chairman Emeritus of the Cato Institute. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of the Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. 
or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. And I remind you that uh, Wednesdays through Saturdays, 4 to 8 p.m., Lulubee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center is serving dinner, and the menu is terrific. Great value, uh, informal, don't need a reservation. Just come on by to Lulubee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center, Wednesdays through Saturdays, 4 to 8 p.m. Uh, coming up. Uh, we're going to be visiting with Marina Berkovich, the head of the Southwest Florida Jewish Historical Society. Right now we have with us Bob Levy. He is the Chairman Emeritus of the Cato Institute. Bob, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Always a pleasure. Good to be with you, Bob. Thank you, Bob. Tell us about the Cato Institute. We are a libertarian think tank headquartered in D.C. and focused on free markets, private property, securing individual liberty, and limited government, C-A-T-O dot O-R-G on the web. Thank you, Bob. So last week we uh, ended our conversation about uh, legalization of gun or uh, gun control as well as the Second Amendment by discussing drug legalization, and you suggested that might uh, reduce uh, gun crime substantially. What's been the foreign experience with drug legalization? Uh, Portugal, about 20 years ago, decriminalized. Uh, They didn't legalize, they decriminalized all drugs, including even cocaine and heroin. Um, They were the only EU uh, country to do that. Possession and use are now administrative uh, violations, but not crimes. Mm. Trafficking is still a crime. So decriminalization there is very popular, and there's been no um, long-term adverse effect on drug uses, the rates there are still among the lowest in the EU. And the related uh, pathologies like STDs and overdoses have decreased uh, dramatically because uh, resources are now available for treatment and users are no longer afraid uh, to seek help. So I think overall the fair assessment is it's been a, a great success. It's so interesting. In the meantime, we have people laying on the streets in San Francisco and other places. Uh, Maybe we could get our act together. What's the verdict in the states that have legalized marijuana? Well, after we had recent legalization in Colorado, Washington State, Oregon, um, Alaska, and the experience is there's some decline in cocaine and heroin use, no significant impact on violent crime, um, mixed evidence on traffic accidents but you know even if a if if drivers are impaired when they're uh, using marijuana the solution would be to prosecute them at that time that's the way we do it with alcohol mm-hmm. we don't ban alcohol just because people drive drive drunk we penalize them for driving drunk mm-hmm. um, I think there have been a couple of problems with decriminalization in these states the first is and the most important is that treatment is the key to this. And the states, even though some of them have decriminalized, they haven't devoted adequate resources to uh, treatment. And the second uh, problem is that decriminalization may result in increased demand, uh, 
But on the other hand, there's continued criminality for people who are selling, and that, of course, reduces the supply. So you get higher demand and restricted supply, and that means higher prices, which is precisely uh, the thing that legalization was designed to avoid. Mm -hmm. So the states, I think, have to address both uh, the demand side and uh, the supply side. And some of them now, I think, are aware of that uh, that problem. And they also need to enforce the laws. There needs to be accountability for people that use drugs, just like there's accountability for people that use alcohol. Exactly right. And no matter what you think about the merits or demerits of a particular law, it is the law, and law enforcement uh, becomes imperative. Otherwise, people begin to disrespect all laws. Absolutely. So doesn't the opioid crisis prove the need for strict regulation? You know, the, the crisis isn't so much because doctors goaded by these greedy drug company, uh, companies are over-prescribing. Uh, less than a quarter of the people using opioids for non-medical reasons have a prescription. But the rest, and the vast majority, buy these drugs on the black market. Yeah. Uh, the prescriptions of high-dose opioids are down significantly over the last 15 years. But overdoses, mostly from heroin and fentanyl, uh, continue to, to climb sharply. Pressuring doctors to reduce prescriptions can actually have an unintended consequence. It drives patients to the black market mm -hmm. uh, where they get laced opioids and heroin that's cheaper and, and easier uh, to obtain. And interestingly, the opioid crisis is less serious in those states that have legalized uh, marijuana so that um, users have some options and they don't have to resort to these uh, substances that are so, um, so dangerous to them. And what complicates the situation, Bob, I think, is that uh, the fentanyl uh, crisis that we have here in the United States. What's the motivation? Are they trying to make a profit and make money? I suspect it has something to do with they're trying to do some harm to people as well. Indeed. And I, I think, you know, the the overall uh, takeaway on this is I think this, the war on drugs has been an unmitigated disaster. Right. And, and one of its uh, pernicious byproducts has been rampant gun violence. Uh, so legalization to me should be a no-brainer. Uh, Remember alcohol prohibition. We had the 18th Amendment uh, in 1919, and then the 21st Amendment, uh, which repealed the 18th, 15 years later. During that period, it certainly didn't stop drinking. No. And it just as certainly increased uh, violent crime. And the cost in today's dollars was about $500 million a year for prohibition. By comparison, the federal government alone spends $8 billion a year for drug enforcement. So we have a whole different magnitude of problem here with drugs. And the drug thing is complicating uh, the gun violence thing. And that, I think, is the important, uh, the important takeaway. Absolutely. So are there compromise proposals that gun controllers and gun rights advocates might agree to? Yeah, a decade ago, I published an article called The Libertarian Case for expanding gun background checks uh, in the New York Times. And I endorsed the uh, Manchin-Toomey compromise bill 
that would have extended background checks to cover all gun shows and Internet purchases. And the bill failed to get sufficient Senate report uh, support and uh, twice in uh, 2013, 2015. Today, there are folks in Congress that are willing to reintroduce that bill if President Biden will endorse it. But so far, uh, no word from the president. So I, I continue to believe that that bill, Manchin Toomey, that compromise uh, would be a step in the right direction. It extended important uh, points for both the gun control community and for gun rights uh, advocates. Bob Levy, again, Chairman Emeritus of the Cato Institute. I hope you'll visit the website, cato.org, C-A-T-O.org. Bob, such an interesting conversation about gun control and the Second Amendment. Thank you so much for joining us here on the show. My pleasure, Bob. Good to be with you. Thank you, Bob. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with uh, Marina Berkovich. She is the uh, founder of the Southwest Florida Jewish Historical Society. She's also a very interesting woman. Grew up in uh, in uh, Soviet Russia. Has some, some interesting things to say, and especially about what's happening now in Israel. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Are you looking to buy or sell a home? Make it a convenient and stress-free experience by calling the dynamic and trustworthy husband and wife team of Megan and Matt Chionis with Gulf Coast International Properties. Find out about their unique and complimentary post-closing concierge services not offered by other area agents. Matt and Megan Chionis give you the competitive advantage to command a premium price for your property. They personally attend all showings, create a marketing strategy for your property, and offer that complimentary concierge service to your potential buyer. This hands-on approach has helped them set several sales records in Pelican Bay and many at near record prices. Megan and Matt Chionis understand that as an affluent buyer-seller, your needs and desires are unique. You deserve this level of service. Megan and Matt Chionis are passionate about the Naples lifestyle and they want you to enjoy it too. Call Megan and Matt Chionis with Gulf Coast International Properties at 239-269-5310. That's 239-269-5310. You have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. 
We have with us Marina Berkovich. She is an author. Her book is uh, My Life Through My Dress. is such an interesting read growing up in Soviet Russia. Uh, she also uh, is the founder of the Southwest Florida Jewish Historical Society. Maria, Marina, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Thank you for having me on your show, Bob. Always a pleasure, Marina. So uh, there's a big rally coming up, Southwest Florida Solidarity with Israel. Before we talk about, though, I wanted to get your response to and thoughts around what happened with the, the Hamas's attack, uh, attack of Israel. Well, it's an unprecedented, in our times, in our generation, unprecedented violence, unprecedented terrorism, unprecedented uh, attack on civilian population of a country that is uh, founded on democratic principles and is located in the center, like in the hub of terrorist activities of the world, or near the hub of the terrorist activities of the world. And there is absolutely no way, no justification, no support of the Hamas um, uh, terrorism that should be happening in the world, unfortunately, because of the wonderful propaganda campaign that the Hamas and other terrorist groups have been perpetrating on the general population of the planet. There is so little support for Israel, and people are so... um, People's reactions are so inadequate in mass. Not everybody, of course. There are people and there are there are spots uh, in the world where reactions are adequate. But in mass, in, in, in communities in general, there is so much pro-Palestinian support in today's day and age. And I am very disturbed by it because the lessons of the Holocaust are obviously wasted on the generation that we are living with now and on the upcoming generations that are going to be running this planet. Holocaust legacy has been largely diluted and it has become just one of the many genocides that are happening. And because of all the other war activities in Afghanistan, in Iraq, in Ukraine, whatever whatever the um, abundance of the war activities that has been infiltrated into people's minds through MSM and the MSM's presentation um, of um, the suffering, the human suffering to the human beings is on the wrong side of history again, just like it was during World War II, just like it was in, in many other conflicts. But especially because it concerns the Jewish people, the hatred of Israel and the hatred of the Jewish people throughout the world disturbing it's gross it's horrific and i think that christians have a responsibility to stand with jews because by 19 by sorry by 2025 according to the pew institute of the the pew research center there is going to be an overwhelming majority of muslims in the world and historically the lessons that we know from history of islam is since 636 they have been, this is not new, this has always been happening in the world. And they have been attacking and destroying Christians and Jews in exactly the same fashion as they just killed and terrorized and tortured and captured the hostages in Israel on October the 7th during the massacre. 
So true, Marina. And uh, a couple thoughts. First is that uh, Qatar apparently has financed billions and billions of dollars infiltrating education uh, programs here in the United States. And I'm talking about college universities as well as uh, secondary schools to uh, to support their uh, their propaganda around the hatred of Jews. The other thing I'm, I'm going to say is that, that it's been uh, institutionalized. The hatred of Jews can just part of life, I think, in uh, the Middle East. Um, well, uh, unfortunately, it's religious and secular institutionalized <clears throat> hatred because in the Middle East, you know, Israel is only one little step, but in the Middle East, it's majority Muslim countries. Yeah. Uh, Lebanon used to be a, uh, the only Christian country, but no more since the 70s. And what the, pe- the Christian people of Lebanon had endured in the 70s um, it was atrocious, and the world largely remained silent. I mean, the United States did go in eventually, and we lost um, over 200 of our troops um, in, I think it was 1981, or 82, actually, during the attack um, in Lebanon. But the um, infiltration in um, the Palestinian, uh, uh, Palestinian settlements happens through largely from very young age from kindergarten up and it's in the in it's in the textbooks even yeah. in the math textbooks they have problems yeah. if you kill one jew today and two jews tomorrow how many jews would you have killed yeah and child's brain is very susceptible i don't think that what we had witnessed during you know the, the um um, Arab film, the Palestinian film footage during the massacre of October the, October the 7th could be done by human beings who are normal. Right. This is not a normal behavior. This is a behavior, a terrorist behavior that is taught from early age. They have absolutely no value of human life. They have no human principles, no human morals. Um, people are even calling them animals. I think it's too good of a word for them because animals don't do things like that. Yes. Animals don't just sit there and enjoy terrified parents watching their, their children's fingers cut off one by one or pregnant women's bellies ripped up to get the baby out and chop their heads off. It's inhuman behavior, and it's coming to neighborhoods near us. Absolutely. So, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, you you have, or I'm not sure if you are the person who put this together, but it's really important. The Southwest Florida Solidarity with Israel uh, flag and sign waving rally. Maybe you could tell us about it. Absolutely. It's a group of uh, women from different uh, groups that got together and formed the Southwest Florida Solidarity with Israel Coalition. And I am very uh, uh, honored to have been appointed a president of it. Uh, or a chair of this coalition, and we have um, two co-chairs, um, but the rally is going to happen very soon. It's in seven days. It's going to be on November the 1st on the corner of Airport Pooling Road and Pine Ridge Road. It's a non-political rally. Come and wave your flags. Come and wave your signs. The flags are allowed. Uh, only two flags are allowed. American flag and Israeli flag. Again, it's not a political rally. We all want to stand in unity with Israel. This is there is no time in history like now 
to show our absolute support and absolute alliance and solidarity with Israel. This, this rally was organized mostly by Christian people. I'm always very happy when Christians want to show their solidarity with Israel because I was told from very young age uh, by some in the Soviet Union where it was forbidden to worship God, any God, that um, the, the, the best Christians are those that understand that their God was a Jew. So I think that if we stand in unity and... Um, Please drive by, honk your horns. It's going to be November 1st from 4 to 5.30 on all four corners of Airport Pooling and Pine Ridge Road. So just come by, wear your American T-shirts if you want, wave your signs. Just basically come stand together with us in solidarity for Israel. In solidarity. Well, it's a great thing that you've put together, Marina, as you usually do. It's a great leadership. So, again, Southwest Florida, solidarity with Israel. It's Wednesday, November the 1st from 4 to 5.30 p.m. Assemble on all four corners. And uh, if you're driving by, honk your horn. Uh, provide support in any way you can uh, for standing with Israel. And all donations, if you want to make donations, Please go to the Jewish Federation of Greater Naples website. They have a really large button on it, and it's the best way to make donations to Israel. It's going to go directly to the communities that need it most. Wonderful. You don't happen to know the, t- the website off the top of your head, do you, Marina? It's JewishNaples.org. JewishNaples.org. Marina Berkovich, again, just genuinely appreciate your commentary and your leadership here in the community. Thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Thank you so much, Bob. Have a wonderful day. You as well. Thank you, Marina. We're going to be talking about that uh, in the next week as well. Okay, coming up, we're going to be visiting with Linda Harden. Linda is my wife. She's also... Uh, extremely well informed about what's happening around the world. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Two-thirds of parents prefer educational options for their children, with 40% strongly preferring options for their child's education. School choice is a growing movement, one that is already lifting thousands of kids across America. The Optima Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit corporation, was founded to support the establishment and expansion of superior quality schools of choice. Optima's goal was the successful launch of Hillsdale College Varney Charter School, Initiative Classical Academies, and other schools of excellence across the state of Florida, serving kindergarten through the 12th grade. The mission is to train the minds and improve the hearts of young people through a content-rich classical education in the liberal arts and sciences with instruction in the principles of moral character and civic virtue. In a terrific product of the process, Naples Classical Academy has already opened here in Naples. You can find out more by visiting the website Optima.Foundation. Help children in Florida optimize their educational opportunities. Visit www.Optima.Foundation. 
Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me, and he'll help you too. Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Golf Shore Playhouse, changing lives through exceptional theater experiences. And I hope you'll visit the website, get some tickets to some great performances coming up. The website is golfshoreplayhouse.org. We have with us Linda Harden. She's my wife. She's also extremely well-informed about what's happening around the world and here on the Paradise Coast. Linda, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good Trying morning. to save the world. Yeah, exactly. So uh, let's start off with the speaker's race. Uh, what are your thoughts? Well, you know what? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. But that's that's okay because there are, I think Matt Gates absolutely orchestrated this whole thing Beautifully, because you know what he did? He blew up uh, business as usual. Well, the swamp. I yeah. mean, all these people were trying to get back into this the speaker's race, especially Kevin McCarthy. And they, you know, how the, how when you have a sifter with flour, you sift all the stuff out so all the bad stuff comes up and all the good stuff falls in the bowl. That's exactly what he did. Wow. So the last five candidates were all... 100% MAGA. See, here's the thing. I, 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 there's nothing wrong with Kevin McCarthy. Except yeah, well, for the fact, oh, yes, oh, yes, there is. Except for the fact that uh, he didn't keep his agreement with the Republican Party. Let's just, let's just. He was supposed to follow uh, the regular order. He was supposed to put together a budget to present to the Senate, and he didn't do that. And uh, the consequence of that is another continuing uh, resolution and uh, continuing the same old stuff that we've had for the last 25 years. I salute him for it, and I really appreciate what he did. Well, I don't. I think he's as crooked as the day is no, long. No, no, I'm talking about uh, Getz. Oh, you said Kevin McCarthy. Yeah, well, Kevin McCarthy, like I say, I, uh, if he kept his word, he'd probably still have his job. He had no intention of doing it. And oh, by the way, don't forget, don't forget who's backing him. Pfizer, <clears throat> Sequoia Capital with ties to communist China, this guy um, and his and his whip uh, Emmer, who was who was in the running for speaker yesterday, yeah. was very instrumental in using FTX funds to guess what defeat America First candidates in the last election. Yeah. So you know what, Matt Gates is just my hero today. I mean, he's absolutely my hero in in doing what he did to to um, sift out sift out the deep state guys. Well, I will say this. I mean, I'm happy that Trump spoke up when he did because I think it really crippled Emmer's uh, attempt to become Speaker of the he House. He took a sledgehammer. To <laughs> he really did. He did a nice job. Uh, what do you know about Johnson? I mean, he seems like a pretty good guy. Maybe make a good speaker. 
I, I, from everything I wrote, read on social media, I, you know, I've watched him in in the house, and mm-hmm. and he's he's in the same lockstep with Byron and and um, Matt Gates and all these other. He's he's absolutely, um, unless of course something comes out about him, because we know every time we say something, somebody else surfaces to be a dirtbag. Yeah. But but um, Mike Johnson, from everything I've seen in his congressional speeches and whatever is an honest guy and i i i think it's i think it's huge now we'll see if he survives the boat this afternoon that yeah. that's still going to be a big deal i suspect uh, his the, the timing of this is probably pretty good i think the republican party is becoming uh weary of being called chaotic so uh, i suspect they'll they'll uh, circle the wagons and vote for uh, mike johnson well we don't know i mean by the way the politicians on Capitol Hill are the uniparty. Yeah. They, there are no Republicans or Democrats. They're all the uniparty. They're all on the same side of the fence. Yeah. And with every passing day, we find out um, who is part of the uni- uniparty and who is bought and paid for. It is absolutely stunning to me that people like Steve Scalise, who everybody thought was was um, such a stellar guy, comes out. He's, he's backed by Sequoia Capital and FTX funds, too. Who the heck knew that? Yeah. I mean, the, and, and Jim Jordan... I don't know. He was he was voted out for a reason, but he still has big tech money behind him. He's still um, got Google money behind him. So yeah, like the like they say, uh, we've got the best government that money can buy. Unfortunately, that has so much influence. If there's a way we could eliminate that and it focus strictly on policy and what's best for the American people, I think we'd be governed more appropriately. Uh, I, I want to change the topic. Okay, it's your uh, show. No, <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, the one thing that's uh, really troubling to me is the information that's coming out around uh, around the vaccines and uh, the harm that's being done. First of all, half the people who get myocarditis end up with permanent heart damage. Apparently, are young, especially young men. But also, the discovery we talked, we watched Naomi Wolf yesterday. And uh, her discoveries are pretty pretty concerning. Well, I mean, I I told you about it day before yesterday with Steve Kirsch, who who was a total Democrat, and and um, he along with Edward Dowd have have their eyes have been opened about this vaccine. And he, Steve Kirsch was the one who said, "Oh my goodness, this vaccine has been adulterated. Adulterated means it's poison and it gives you." cancer in other words it's tainted yeah and it gives you cancer so because of that because it's been proven that it's been adulterated that now now people who have been harmed by this can come back and sue pfizer and and moderna for for the damage that was done this is huge and the mainstream media is running away from this as fast as they can well what about the fda and the cdc oh boy and their complicity in this entire thing they didn't do their job the uh, fda has a responsibility to make sure that the drugs are presented or have been inspected and they're that they're clean and as you're pointing out they were cropped they were uh adulterated this is the same fda who says sugar is is good for you this is the same fda who uh, totally screwed up the the food pyramid to to include fruits vegetables and all the other stuff to include uh uh cocoa puffs on the top of their their food list this fda is totally corrupt as is the cdc well they certainly have given uh public health officials a black eye uh i'm sure there's some very good well in fact our uh attorney or i should say surgeon general 
uh, Ladapo is a terrific, uh, I think, a, a Surgeon General for the state of Florida. And I would follow his advice. Anything that he says, I, w- I would really consider very carefully. But again, we're each responsible for our making our and, own decisions. And that's so right. And, and you know what? Everybody needs to do their own homework and look into this stuff because they can't just blindly go down the path and say, oh, wait. You know, I remember when, when I was out walking and and during this whole COVID thing, and and uh, one of our friends was walking out on um, the same on my same pathway, and I, she asked me if I got the um, the vaccine. Absolutely not. I said I know I know this is a hoax. People aren't dropping dead in the streets. She says, Oh, but the but the CDC has recommended it. That <laughs> says it all. That says it all. People are blind, deaf, and dumb to what's going on. Yeah. And you know, I had I had a. Um, uh, a conversation with I don't remember who the other day. Um, I don't know if it was one of the nurses in the hospital or whatever. I, it was somebody. Oh, I know. It was um, when I was getting my nails done, and and they were saying about um, the vaccine or whatever. And and I said, who in your right mind would go and submit yourself to a to a, a vaccine the government told you to take? I mean yeah. that that says it all. It certainly does. Linda, we need to take a little break. Could you stick around? I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) Okay. We're going to have more here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Luke Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit BlueProvenceNaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's BlueProvenceNaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, 
Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. I proudly serve on their board. They get the politics and they know the policy. They help prepare elected officials to have winning strategies in the legislature. And you can find out more by visiting the website, thefga.org. We continue the conversation with Linda Harden, my wife. Linda, again, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. You know, I'm, I'm going to do a shout out for Blue Provence for just a second. Sure. Because um, we're going there tomorrow night, yay, with our friends from Switzerland can't wait um but um they've added two new chefs over there and and one of the ones uh the new chef is from france but he was at blue provence before i can't think of his name but jacques was so excited that these these guys have been added and um i'm looking forward to seeing how the menu is enhanced what changes whatever it's it's pretty cool blue provence is a terrific i i must say I, i never tire from the uh, wonderful experience that you have at Blue Provence, and because it just seems like 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 date night is uh, is just a wonderful wonderful. That experience. bread with olive top and not, I could have that bread. It, it is wonderful. So uh, I'd like to just uh, do a little shout out for Tucker Carlson and the work he continues to do on X. His latest. Uh, I think it's like uh, 27 minutes or 29. That's, that's exactly right. It's 27 minutes long. 27 minutes long, and it's uh, with, and I've forgotten his name Douglas now. McGregor. Douglas McGregor. But it is alarming, shocking, and again, I just salute Tucker Carlson for telling the truth to the American people. By the way, he, uh, Douglas McGregor mentioned Armageddon not one, not two, but three times in that interview, which was, you know, and, and it's funny, Douglas McGregor is, is so good, and he's on this podcast. Uh, podcast that I listen to every once in a while called Redacted. Um, Clayton Moore, who used to be on Fox, uh, does this podcast. And and Douglas McGregor is a frequent guest on him. Fox won't have him on. Fox will not have Douglas McGregor on, which tells you a lot. But but he was so uh, telling about what's going on in the Middle East, how Iran is, uh, we could go to war with Iran, which should, should scare the, you know what, out of everybody. Yeah, I, I, my hope is uh, for our listeners, if if you're uh, losing touch, if you're not watching these uh, these videos by by Tucker Carlson, just go to, just uh, do a search for Tucker Carlson on X. Or and, and by the way, I, I'm pretty sure one of our friends said that he found it on the Tucker's website. So go to TuckerCarlson.com to oh, search it Oh, good point. Out. Good point. TuckerCarlson.com. But again, the information is so relevant and so important and uh you know, it's, it's information you're not going to find anywhere else, and uh, it's, it's so I just encourage our listeners uh, to to uh, tune in to Tucker Carlson. You know, um, speaking about that, we were talking about it the other the other day. Tucker Carlson did an interview with Russell Brand back in July, yeah. um, over in England. Remember that? Yes. And so they replayed a little bit of that, where Tucker said how much he loves Trump, and no matter what happens coming up. Um, Trump is the only one who has has spoken the truth about anything that's going on. I just thought his testimony about Donald Trump was so awesome and and so uh, clear. And for any of these people who, oh, mean tweets, mean tweets, whatever... Trump has been right about everything, and Tucker pointed that out. Well, he's, he's certainly candid. He speaks his mind, which I really appreciate. Usually, if you listen to a politician, they're equivocating, trying to uh, make sure that they're saying the politically correct thing. Trump doesn't do that. He no. says he calls it like he sees it. It's so refreshing. Well, just to bring you back to that Tom Emmert thing yesterday with his sledgehammer on, on that. <laughs> he just absolutely blasted him, and boom, Tom Emmert was gone. Yeah. Tom Emmert was gone. Yeah, so... Hopefully we'll get uh, 
we got to somehow, some way, uh, push the rhinos out of the party and make sure that we have a, uh, a party that wants to make America great again. That's the movement that uh, Trump started. It, it, quite frankly, is the movement we ought to continue on because right now we're sacrificing so much under this current administration. Uh, energy costs are so f- high. We're seeing more and more people living paycheck to paycheck or going becoming homeless. Uh, he's, you know, quite frankly, destroying the society for what? Uh, certainly not to make America great again. No, and and Tucker has just been um, so out there with all this this great information. He did an interview with Vivek Ramaswamy the other day, which was so good. Everything he's come out with, um, the one thing that they replayed on social media, which I don't know if I told you about, but um, this Clayton Moore on this Redacted replayed one of Tucker's last interviews, and it was about BlackRock. And it was about how BlackRock had invested, I don't know how many billions of dollars into Fox News. And so so, it's, so Tucker exposed all of this information about BlackRock within, within um, days of that. Between that and the January 6th thing, Tucker was out of there. Now, why do you think that happened? And he said, be very wary of the, all the people who, are, uh, who have taken Tucker's place on, on Fox because guess where all their checks are being signed? From BlackRock. It's very, very interesting to watch and to see. I mean, we were watching Laura Ingram last night and had to turn her off because she was so, she wouldn't let uh, certain people say certain things because she didn't agree with them. It's very interesting. Sean Hannity, by the way, was another thing. He threw Vivek Ramaswamy off of his show because, because Vivek Ramaswamy didn't, didn't say um, that he should, that. Well, I'll say this. Uh, If you haven't seen Tucker's interview of uh, Vivek uh, Ramaswamy, you should see it because, quite frankly, his take on foreign policy is exactly right. Well, it is. Yeah. It is. I don't think he has a snowball's chance of of getting anywhere, but... um, Oh, certainly not in this election, not running for president, but nevertheless, I think he has the capacity to make a contribution for the betterment in the United States. Not in the role of president of the United States, or certainly not yet, but uh, I, I like to cut his jib. You know, it would be really interesting to see uh, he and Nikki Haley get into a little debate. I'd like to see that because there would be fire, fire and brimstone going on. But t- Tucker, Tucker, is, Tucker is awesome. I just can't wait for his posts. Absolutely. I agree with that. Linda, I just genuinely appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Well, that's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. I certainly did. Uh, we've got some great guests lined up for tomorrow, including Keith Flaw, the co-founder and CEO of the Florida Citizens Alliance. Michael Cannon is the director of health policy studies at the Cato Institute. Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government and the former mayor of Naples, Bill Barnett. I always appreciate his candor and information on what's happening here locally. Always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com. Also, if you enjoy the show, first, uh, I hope you tell your friends. That's one of the ways that we support our advertisers, and we can't do the show without them. I appreciate you listening to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast. Namaste. so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com. <laughs>